Shared parenting does make it easy. I'm your host, Chris Batchelor, and this is the Parent Time Podcast. Parent Time Podcast is presented by National Parents Organization, a national nonprofit who is working hard to bring shared parenting nationwide. Hello, everyone. I'm Chris from National Parents Organization, and today I'm here with Casey Sowers and Tammy Sullivan, and we are here to talk about a new program that is out there for shared parenting, uh, to talk about a little bit of collaboration between several different groups within the shared parenting movement. Uh, so Casey and Tammy, welcome uh, to the show, and thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having us. So Casey, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved with shared parenting, uh, and then Tammy, want to hear from you as well. I'll start. A year and a half ago, I was elected as, as uh, or selected as the executive director for the Father's Rights Movement. And Father's Rights Movement has been around for quite a while. Um, however, I came to them uh, through my own custody dispute. And I, I believe the reason I was selected was that um, my background's a little bit different. Well, yes, I went through a custody dispute uh, two and a half years, 140 grand. Um, we ended that almost a year ago in June wound up with 50-50, which is what I wanted you know, from the beginning, just the best for my child. But um, what was interesting is while going through that for my, my at the time, two and three-year-old daughter, um, I uh, had been a single father and raised a child from previous uh, relationship on my own. Um, she's 14 now, and I've, I've raised her completely on, on my own since she was born. So it came to me of how can I you know, raise one child who's, you know, gifted, advanced placement, magnet program, all this stuff, and not have access to my other child that lives two miles away, one half of, per- one half of a percent access for two and a half years that lives two miles away. Not because I didn't want to, because if I did, you know, I was walking on eggshells um, just because the, the mother didn't want to agree to anything. And it took the court basically mandating it to make it happen. Um, but since June, things have gone pretty well, you know, and I have a relationship with my daughter and, and, um, you know, I'm happy for it. So I came to the father's rights movement in the middle of this, uh, probably a year into my dispute, I started writing a book uh, based on the dynamics of my background. And I said, well, before I do anything, I better do some research so I don't misspeak. And I found one organization, I don't remember the name of it. Website hadn't been updated since 2013. The phone number was no, no longer active. I came across uh, the Father's Rights Movement for um, a position they were advertising for on um, Secretary of the Board. That led to this position, uh, and I've been doing that since. But um, with TFRM, one of the things that I, I noticed is that the shared parenting community was very fragmented. And, you know, the, the people that we're up against and trying to pass legislation and put things the way that they should be, it's, it's an uphill battle. We're at, definitely at a, at a place of d- a disadvantage. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, very, very deep emotions with people that are exposed to this. And it's hard to overcome that. And so I, I, you know, I came up with the idea for the Equal Shared Parenting Benefits Program, not for the father's rights, but for the sh- whole shared parenting community. You know, working together and providing resources to those that need it is the only way we're going to get where we need to go. And so I started thinking, well, what can what can we provide these people 
because we can't go into the court their courtrooms and solve everybody's case we just it's not it's not possible so how can we provide them the resources necessary to promote and facilitate healthy shared parenting obviously this isn't going to be a solution for all situations but i think that in all situations this can be a useful tool with the resources that it has um, within it and that we're working on adding to it. Tammy, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in all this. Um, I have a very different story than most people. I mean, I know a lot of women in this movement, it's because they were alienated from parents, but mine came from going through a divorce and realizing how biased the courts were and how easy it would have been for me to be able to take my son from his father who, yes, had a few problems in his life, but misstepped. But the court didn't want to see that he had straightened his life out and was on a really good path and was a great father and still is a great father. And, you know, experiencing that, as well as it just experiencing men in the aftermath in the dating world of dealing with watching them go through court and looking at it from a perspective of getting into social media and seeing men's voices being shut down and being called misogynistic, where in order for equal shared parenting, which is in the best interest of children to happen, women have to be on board too. And as a woman, I kind of said, you know what, this could be my son someday. Like he could be facing that. And I want to be able to at least stand there and say, you know what, your mom stepped in and she did everything that she could to make sure that this didn't happen to you. Yeah, I think one of the things that is exciting for me in all this, at least, uh, is really seeing everybody's different background, right? And how they got into the shared parenting movement, because I think everybody has just a little bit different story. And, and certainly uh, having both of you on today, it really shows uh, how much of a difference, you know, there is between the past of getting into uh, the shared parenting movement. And it's not just one single group of people that, that are in this. There's really many different groups of people and they all get here in a different way. So uh, I really appreciate those introductions. It's it's fantastic that both of you are, are working on this and um, there's, there's so much work to be done. And Casey, you're right. I mean, the the movement really is very fragmented. There are lots of different groups and, and people are going in different directions. Uh, but when we all work together, then really we have a lot of momentum that we can build on to really get things done. And that's really, I think, the secret uh, to getting some some legislative pa you know, legislation passed uh, in different areas. So um, I think you're, you're exactly right. What the movement needs is, is more togetherness and less fragmentation. Um, so I, we're here to talk today about the Equal Shared Parenting Benefits Program. And uh, Casey, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and, and uh, how it got started? Sure. So, um, you know, as I said, I wanted to think of something that, that what can we provide people that, that, that are in need? You know, the, uh, the Father's Rights Movement, we operate the hotline for people, in, uh, you know, fathers in crisis to call. But I want to do something more, you know, I, and provide something tangible that's useful to individuals. And um, through my, my network, I was able to develop, develop the, the working idea of something like um, a, uh, AAA or AARP, you know, where you're a member and you get, you know, because of the, the number of people that this affects. And, you know, on Facebook, um, we have 659,000 followers on, uh, for TFRM. So with that number of people, you know, we're able to negotiate discounted rates on certain things so you know we we actually launched this um in may of last year but it wasn't quite what i wanted but i wanted to get it at least started and working but the the portal wasn't wasn't where i wanted 
And so we ended up having to do some research and end up lead, going to new developers to develop a completely new portal. And it's finally where we want to be. People can log in, they can see their history, they can change their, their address, update information, all this kind of stuff that they weren't able to do before. We also, um, you know, initially there was like zero copay telehealth, which is something of value. Um, and it's for the member or anybody in their immediate family uh, as well, which includes mental health. And then there was discounts on legal and stuff like that. But it wasn't really a great fit for something that was designed to promote and facilitate shared parenting. But it was what I had access to at the time. We were able to refine that a little bit. And we uh, leaned in heavy on the mental health, given that this, this affects so many people and uh, so many different levels. And I think you know, as you were mentioning about the community being so divided, the whole issue is divisive in nature. You go to court, it's divisive and it plays on your emotions. And so that just spreads. So I think that, you know, causes a lot of why we're divided as a shared parenting community. And it there's people that benefit from us being divided because once we come together and start working together, things are going to change. And, um, you know, I'm not going to get down that, but regardless, I want to create something, wanted to create something that, that provided resources that are needed uh, for individuals. And I, you know, if I could give it for free, I would. Um, however, the, the, the core um, benefits that are included, which are the mental health and the legal, um, it, members get a 40% a discount on legal services on a network of 2000 attorneys nationwide which includes family law and mediation, which I thought was really important. Um, the, the mental health, you get unlimited telephonic access to a licensed mental health clinician in over 140 different languages. You can access it via text, email, call, uh, calling in. And um, beyond that, they actually also provide uh, up to eight hours of free or face-to-face um, -face counseling with a mental health professional. I'm in Miami, Florida. That's that's $2,400 easy because mm -hmm. the starting rate down here for mental health, you know, an appointment is, is $300 an hour, you know, and we're selling the program for, I think the annual membership is $360 a year. And that's just the core benefits. And now what we're working on is adding on more things. We have Split Smart, which gives you um, basically a, a path to organize all your documents when you go into file. So you have everything ready to go. And, and it takes a lot of the questions and stress out of it. We have um, the peaceful co-parenting messenger, you know, so parents can communicate in a healthy manner, try help them communicate in a more healthy manner. We're working on integrating parent coaching, which includes um, co-parent coaching. You know, which uh, I think in, we want to get to a point where we have court approved certificate um, uh, certificates of completion. So that way people come into the program, they do this before their first hearing and they go in with their certificate. Look, I've completed this. And rather than being reactive, we give them the tools necessary in the education say to be proactive. Yeah, that's certainly um, an amazing amount of benefits. Uh, I mean, just the the savings in legal services alone, I think, are worth the cost. Um, I, how are how are members uh, say? You know, what, what's the feedback that you're getting from the membership out there? You know, it, it's it's interesting. We've actually had uh, messages on some of the posts that we've made, just you know, 
slowly starting to present it to the public and they're already asking, you know, why don't we have this in the United Kingdom? You know, and, and the goal, ultimate goal um, is to take this to, to Canada, to the United Kingdom, to South Africa, to Australia. Um, TFRM's strategy for the past year as we've um, changed has been more on a global focus. Um, I, I'm doing so you, you don't know this about me because we've not spoken, but I'm in a doctoral program and I'm actually doing my doctoral research on this uh, basically in, in inequality in the family court systems or between genders. And there's a term called gender egalitarianism, and it talks about how gender equal a, a, a society is. And that can change by the temperature. Um, so tropical temperatures are less gender egalitarian than um, colder climates up north because in colder climates, they're forced to work together because of the environment, whereas tropical, it's not as much. And so there's different countries that are affected very differently. Um, there's also a lot of cultural issues that come into it. And but if you take all that together, I'll make a long story short, the United Nations defines gender bias as a violation of human rights. So anything less than, when you walk into court, anything less than a rebuttable presumption of 50-50 is a gender bias and is a violation of human rights. And so, you know, this is an avenue that we're gonna start just, this is just the beginning, start building, launch it here in the US. We're gonna work on launching it in other countries to provide those resources um, and then continue tailoring it. Now, something else that we, talked about that we realized that you know before couples get divorced before they separate a lot of times parenting is one of the factors in that how involved one person is how 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 much they distribute what they call parental investment how much time and effort is each parent putting into it so you know while this is for the shared parenting community and primarily targeted for those that have been afflicted by a custody dispute, we also are gonna start including um, and making these resources available to parents that aren't separated yet. Maybe we can mitigate some of that. Or if they do get divorced, we can smooth that transition to, to a healthy shared parenting relationship post-divorce. So Tammy, tell me a little bit, uh, how did you get involved with the benefits program? There are so many great things that, that are involved with it from the legal services to the mental health and, and how did you get involved and, and what's your part in it? So from the, from the background and looking at a program of this size, as it, it was being created and working together with other people in the community, we realized that it was gonna need somebody to kind of eventually step in and manage that background, that project management. And that is that has been my wheelhouse um, in corporate USA, I always used to, managing a great big ginormous marketing team with lots of moving parts and lots of moving wheels. And that's something that this program definitely needed and something that I saw as a huge advantage. It was, it allowed for the first time, all of these organizations to come together and all these organizations to sit at the table and say, not just what are we doing to get laws passed, but what are we doing to help the members of this, this community? Because regardless of the reasons behind why one organization exists over the other, we're all talking to the same things. We're all talking to parents that are suffering, parents that are struggling financially, parents that are going through mental health issues with the, their, themselves and their children. And so being able to jump in and kind of get more involved in a program like this has a lot of interest to me. 
so basically, Tammy, you're doing all the all the back end, all the coordination between the groups. Is that is that what I get? Eventually, as we start to grow, yes, and then dealing with also, I mean, one. As with any program, as we start to grow and more and more memberships come in, there's going to be a need to figure out how do we manage questions from members? How do we manage emails to members? How do we keep that communication as more and more members come in? It's all going to have to be coordinated. How do we decide if we want to add a new affiliate? How do we decide if we want to add a new benefit? That's all stuff that we kind of sitting at the head of this don't want this to be in our decision. We want it to be an equal shared parenting community decision that benefits us because what benefits one organization may not necessarily benefit another organization. And if you look at an organization that is very mother focused, we need to consider the needs of their parents involved sure. too, and look at everybody's needs to best benefit all involved. So Tammy, tell me a little bit, you know, you're involved with bringing on new services to the program uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, how do you decide who comes onto the program and how do you make sure that, that the benefits are, are really, um, you know, useful to everybody that's in the program? So as far as bringing in affiliates such as, you know, um, NPO and TFRM and all of that, at this point in time, we've kind of decided that if anybody new is going to come in, it's the existing members that we have brought in are going to sit down and talk about that and say, do we want this additional partner in? It, when it comes down to services, it's looking at, what what do what does each organization think is something good? And then we can go out and vet that and look at it and bring items to the table for the team of people that are affiliates to decide, yes, we think it is, or no, this isn't the direction that we want to go. It really needs to be everybody deciding and looking at it. So we may have a great idea, but if five other affiliates say, no, we don't want this, then we weren't, we're not going to bring it in. It's not about all about what TFRM wants. It's about what the entire community needs and what's best for the parents involved. Yeah. And I think you've, you've really got a unique position now within the movement. And in fact, I think a lot of people, you know, they join their uh, organization of, of choice of flavor, if you will. And then they, they sort of, it becomes an echo chamber almost, right? Because the needs of that particular uh, organization is what everybody hears the loudest, right? So um, you know, in the, in the case of TFRM, it's, you know, fathers and, and, and the court system, right. And that, that organization is really focused on that. Um, what, you know, from, from your position though, you're, you're getting to work with all these other different groups, um, you know, and, and, and has that been, um, hard or easy and, and what sort of interesting things, um, have you come up against, uh, you know, with working with the different groups and, and we're all kind of, you know, moving towards the same thing with shared parenting uh, becoming the norm here in the United States and, and worldwide. But, uh, you know, what sort of unique things have you seen by working with the different groups? Honestly, so far, we haven't seen a, a ton of, of, of back and forth because the program is so incredibly new and we're just announcing it and we're all just getting involved. But I think we'll we'll start to see kind of some differences as we move forward. And I know from my, my standpoint, when we're looking at TFRM and what these fathers struggle with, like the legal was the huge thing. And that is the huge push in our movement. For, but from my personal standpoint, just working in the social media space on my own and advocating for men's rights as a whole, one of my huge platforms is men's mental health. And I plan to personally push this program to my audience 
for that mental health side, because that is the biggest thing I struggle with is the suicide rates and those things. And there's so many advantages that don't just, that aren't just for equal shared parenting that I think each organization is going to find their niche and kind of say, well, you know, this really works for us, but it probably works for you. And here's why. So I don't, we haven't had a ton of kind of decision-making problems thus far. Um, it's more just kind of seeing where the program goes because it's very much in its infancy stage. What we've done is we've we've created a, a regular start and we've really only had the first one. The next one scheduled for tomorrow is we uh, take a, a, a representative from each organization that's a partner and affiliate and we have a monthly meeting. And that's where we discuss new ideas, what should be included in the program, what resources, you know, because we don't have all the answers, but maybe, um, you know, someone from another, another organization does or has a great idea. And then we can talk about this. We also talk about, um, you know, leaning on each other for marketing purposes. How did you do this? So we're, we're a resource for each other as well. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's really more than just servicing the members. It's the organizations uh, now sitting down at the same table and, and working uh, together for the common good, right? Absolutely. So, uh, Casey, tell me a little bit about, I mean, the Father's Rights Movement is huge. There's a lot of members, you know, nationally. Uh, you see posts all the time, um, very active on social media. What's been the uh, reaction or, or action from the, the Father's Rights Movement members? And uh, what sort of feedback have you gotten from them on this? You know, it's been mixed. Um, there's always going to be naysayers, people that think that, you know, uh, they're, they're ne gonna, never going to have a chance to get access to their children and, and they're just going to come on and, and they're just going to be like, oh, that's, that's never going to work or I'm never going to get this. There's, and, and that's you know, a very a poor mentality to have. But I think those are some of the people we can help the most. Um, and maybe the legal system, you know, uh, discounts that we have in there, maybe they already have an attorney, so they're not going to take advantage of that. So we have to find out and, you know, we're going to do some concept studies on, okay, well, what things can we put in there that will benefit you that can help you? Um, and hopefully within, you know, the aggregate of everything we, we bring into the program, there's going to be a little bit for everybody more for some, uh, than others but I think a little bit of everything for everybody in there. And the thing is, is, you know, think, you think about the, the mental health and the legal, you don't have to be a, um, a, a, a par parental alienated parent or be even going through a custody battle to, to, you know, promote equality and become a member and take advantage of, of the benefits. Um, the mental health, you know, it's, it's for everybody, the member and everybody in their immediate family. So say you've got a 12 year old child, and you're going through this divorce, they can get access to the mental health support. So it's not just that individual, it's for the whole family. Um, and that being said, as I mentioned before, you know, I'm doing the, uh, my doctoral research on, um, on this. And my current estimate is that US corporations lose 250 to $500 billion a year in productivity because of the distraction, stress, and impact to mental and emotional health when going through a custody dispute. So that study's not been done before. And if a corporation knew, say a 10,000 person corporation, that works out to about $21 million a year lost in, in, in productivity. Now, Tammy's already had some conversations. Um, so aside from this being 
a, 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 pro, a you know a, a, an item a tool for the organizations within the shared parenting community this now will be also become a tool for organizations to help mitigate those losses also making those corporations aware of the inequalities and the problems in the shared you know with shared parenting um, once they're aware well what are they going to do they're they lobby you know uh, fund campaigns for politicians and legislators they have lobbyists so they're going to start saying hey wait a minute we're losing money we need to t call our lobbyists and tell him we want this to happen and then they can in the meantime while they're waiting for that legislation to pass they can offer this as an employee assistance program to their employers uh, employees because they can't say hey are you having a custody issue no and an employee is not going to tell them either because if they're taking their time away from doing their daily job that they're supposed to be doing they're not going to tell their boss. So that's self-reported information. So this allows a way for corporations. Um, and, and it really, you know, I think Divorce Corp, you know, said that this is a $55,000 a year industry. Well, U.S. corporations altogether, you know, losing <laughs> $250 to $500 billion a year, they're, they're going to, yeah, they're going to want to change that. Yeah, absolutely. So to, to wrap this up, uh, Tammy, tell us how can uh, how can folks sign up for the program and what can they expect once they sign up for the program? So they it's they can go to equal they can go to any one of the affiliate members, ourselves, you guys, any of the affiliates pages, and everybody's probably got a link to direct them over it, or they can go to equalsharedparentingbenefits.com and it'll allow them to click and pick who they want to sign up under so that they're associated with your organization because you would be the core point or we would be the core point for questions. Um, and then at that point in time, once they sign up, they're going to get a couple different emails letting them know and they'll get access to the portal, the, the portal, which will tell them how to access the health benefits, tell them how to access the legal benefits. But since I just said legal, I'm going to mention two of the things that I found to be some of the most important benefits that you missed in your benefits with legal. One is that you get your taxes done for free as part of the program. And two, that you have the ability to do identity theft protection. But within that identity theft protection from a parental standpoint is the ability to monitor your children's cell phones and social media to make sure that they're not accepting friends. They don't have public profiles. They're not multiple like creating multiple profiles on TikTok that you can't watch or on this social media that you can't watch that opens them up to this entire child grooming that they don't are not aware of that as a parent you want to watch. And I love that program. I've put it on my kid's computer at his house and at his dad's house because then I can watch to make sure that, you know, he doesn't accept Roblox friends and stuff. So those are great benefits. But once they're in there, they'll kind of just get the action, the option to kind of click through and it'll walk them how to get into the legal portal, walk them how to get through. And I myself personally wanted to try this out. So I have actually used the legal services so far to send a crazy on social media cease and desist letter. I have used it for a therapy session. I have used it for my son to call and talk to a behavioral therapist on telehealth. I, ha I am having my taxes currently done, done through it. And I went through and did the um, identity theft protection already. So, and I have well surpassed the amount of money that I paid for the program and what I've saved so far. Well, that's awesome. And uh, so to wrap this up, Casey, tell us how, where can people find you on the interwebs? Well, I, I do want to make one thing first. I do want to clarify. So you can go to equalsharedparentingbenefits.org. 
Now, the thing that tends to confuse a lot of people, this is not set up. You can't go to, to our website and buy a membership. Okay, this is designed to be an affiliate program. You can go to our website and you can go to the affiliate page and see the different organizations that you can sign up under. That was designed that way for a very specific reason. When you sign up underneath one of those affiliates, they do receive a portion of those membership fees to help build programs. I know um, NPO is, is using those, it, it says on their website, they're using it for research, which is great. And as that, these organizations, you know, are the fund programs and develop programs, those resources and knowledge get added back into the Equal Shared Parenting Benefits Program that just gives it more value. So you can go on there and you can support whatever organization you want, and we'll have more in the future as well. But just anybody watching, uh, you know, you can't sign up directly through Equal Shared Parenting Benefits Program. You must go through an affiliate. Okay. Yeah, great point there. And it, it is important to note that this uh, program is not only met, it's uh, important to note that this program isn't only benefiting the members, but also the member organizations so that they can further their mission. That's, that's a great point. And uh, so Casey, tell us, where can people find you on the web? So uh, find the Equal Shared Parenting Program at uh, EqualSharedParentingBenefits.org. We also do have a LinkedIn page. You can find uh, the Father's Rights Movement on Facebook as well as uh, TFM, uh, TFRM.org. And we also are on LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok. Tammy runs a great uh, TikTok page for us. And so we're, we're all over the place and we're growing and YouTube as well. Yeah. Tammy, where can uh, people find you? Well, obviously, I mean, I run our TikTok page, so our TFRM's TikTok page, so the Father's Rights Movement TikTok page. Um, but I actually personally also run my own uh, TikTok, which is the Manicured Mom. And I focus probably 80% of my content on the issues that men in our society suffer from. Well, being fair to women, because I am a woman, of course. Well, that's great. And we look forward to seeing how the program grows and, and of course, talking with both of you in the future. And, and thank you so much for all the work that you're doing, you know, within this space. The work is so important and, and you both are, are very pivotal characters in it. So uh, thank you so much. And we look forward to talking with you again. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Now, that was recorded on video. So if you want to go ahead and watch the video, you can find the link in the show notes. It's on YouTube. And if you have any questions, you can contact National Parents Organization at sharedparenting.org. Don't forget to like National Parents Organization on social media. Just go ahead and do a Facebook search for National Parents Organization and smash the like button. You're also going to find several Facebook pages for different state chapters, so go ahead and like those pages as well. And don't forget, you can also follow National Parents Organization on Twitter or LinkedIn, the links to those social media sites are on the sharedparenting.org website. If you're passionate about shared parenting, the best thing you can do is get involved. And the best way to do that is by contacting your state chapter. If you head over to the sharedparenting.org website, you can find the links to your state chapter and then contact them directly to take action and volunteer. We could also use your help with donations. National Parents Organization is a nationally recognized nonprofit registered in Massachusetts. To donate, visit sharedparenting.org and click the Take Action and then Donate. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Tell us what you think on social media or by going to the sharedparenting.org website and sending us a message. Fill out that contact form and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear about what you think about the show or what you want to hear on the show, those sorts of things. So go ahead and, and send us a message. 
Until the next episode, I'm your host, Chris Batchelor. Thanks for listening, and together we can help bring shared parenting nationwide. Stay